By the name of Allah, the most merciful and the most compassionate, the one that there's none that has the right to be worshipped except Him, who has bestowed upon us blessings that are numerous, blessings that are numerous, those blessings that are inward and outward. And I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's alone without having any partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah, he is his servant and his messenger. To proceed, Ikhwan, Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa'a, wa min qalbin la yafsha'a, wa min nafsin la tashba'a, wa min du'a'in la yusma'a. Verily, Allah, we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit, and from a heart that has no fear, and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment, and from a du'a that goes unanswered. And from a du'a that goes unanswered. To proceed, Ikhwan, فَنُرَحِبُ بِكُمْ جَمِيعًا إِلَى هَذِهِ الْسِلِسِلَةِ الْعِلْمِيَةِ So we welcome each and every one of you to this series of classes whereas we're learning مِنْ عِلْمِ الْعَقِيدَةِ As we're learning from the science of belief. From the science of belief. مَعَا Fadilat al-Shaykh al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab al-Tamimi Rahimahullah ta'ala Rahimahullah ta'ala And we're reading from the words of the noble Imam Shaykh al-Islam in his time Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab May Allah have mercy upon him Fadnaqra'u min kitab al-Shaykh ya'khwan Had ma'ana hadha annana nukallidhu so we're reading from the words of the Mashaykh. Does this mean, do we understand here that we blind follow a scholar whose book we're reading from? Many people can answer Ahmed. No, we do not. This doesn't mean, Ikhwan, that we blind follow any one of the people. You mentioned, you mention anyone you want to mention. We don't blind follow you, ikhwan. If someone says something as truth, we say it's the truth because it's the truth. If the person contradicts the truth, we say he contradicts the truth, ikhwan. We don't blind follow you, ikhwan. A taqlid la yajuz. Blind following is not allowed. Yaqulu shafs taqul anta qala al-Bukhari anna hadha al-hadith sahih wa qulta anhu sahih. 
Somebody may say, you have said many times, Bukhari said the hadith is authentic. So the hadith is authentic. No, that's not correct, ya khwan. We don't say that. We say, according to Bukhari, the hadith is authentic. We don't say something is authentic just because the great Imam al-Bukhari said it's authentic. If he says the truth, we say it's the truth. إذا يخالف الحق نقول أنه خالف الحق مع الاحترام. If someone opposes the truth, we say they oppose the truth, and we keep the honor of the person. طيب أين وصلنا في قراءتنا من كتاب أصول الثلاثة؟ Where did we arrive, يا إخوان? In our reading of the three principles. أين؟ يرفع قليلا ويجب وصلته الإيمان ونحن نقول الإيمان قول وعمل الإيمان قول وعمل جميلا طيب فهذا السؤال عند من this question is for who يا إخوان ما تعلمنا أن من الإيمان أو أن الإيمان يشمل أربعة أشياء we mentioned that Iman consists of four things. Iman of Allah. Believing in Allah consists of four things. So what are they? Who can answer? Belief in Allah consists of four things. First, Allah exists. MashaAllah, Billah. That we believe firstly in the existence of Allah. We, we believe in the existence of Allah. Tawadah. MashaAllah. And then we believe in the worship of Allah. The uluhiyya of Allah. Tawadah. And then the rububiyya of Allah. The, the lordship of Allah. MashaAllah is not working at And we believe and the names and the attributes <coughs> of Allah are sent. طيب هذا عند من our future MMA star Darian. أنت فتحت دروسه؟ You start some classes in MMA yet? No, I don't think I'll do actual MMA. Maybe I just think I'll do pictures and things. Uh, maybe I'm calling. That should be do, do, when I see you guys practice and that's jujitsu. Yeah, that's just jujitsu. Inshallah, may Allah bless you. Let me know when you start so you can teach me some chokes. Inshallah. <laughs> Anaconda and the uh, uh, dark strike. Dark strike. And something about the, the arm bar. Remember that? Yeah, arm bar, yeah. Inshallah, I'll be watching you, Juan. I'll be taking my notes. Let me know when y'all do the, when y'all teach so I can learn some, 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 some chokes. Inshallah. For the sake of Allah. <laughs> I want to learn. When you learn boxing and fighting, the first thing you want to do is what? Go fight. <laughs> now I'm going to be at Walmart just waiting. I like that, yeah, Juan. Darian, when we say Al Iman bi Uluhiyah, when we say believe in Allah's worship, what does that mean? We say believe or belief in Allah's 
worship. Write this down, Ya The meaning of Allah's worship. لا نعبد إلا الله لا نعبد إلا الله meaning we only worship the one who created us لا نعبد إلا الله we only worship Allah لا ملكا مقربا we don't worship an angel that was brought close ولا نبيا مرسلا nor a messenger or a prophet that was sent ولا الأب نور parents ولا الأم نور mother or father ولا الزوج ولا زوجة not a husband not a wife لا لا نعبد إلا الله write this down يا إخوان we only worship Allah أحسن good answer طيب قال الإمام رحمه الله I'll say it you say it I'll say it you say it the Imam he continues may Allah mercy upon him قال الإمام رحمه الله قال الإمام رحمه الله المرتبة الثانية الإيمان وهو بدع وسبعون شعبة فأعلاها قول لا إله إلا الله وأدناها إماطة الأذى عن الطريق والحياء شعبة من الإيمان The Imam he continues and the second level is belief and it is 70 something branches 70 something branches of belief فَأَعْلَاهَا The highest of belief The highest of belief قَوْلُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Is the statement When the person says That there's no God Who deserves to be worshipped Except Allah That there's no God Who deserves to be worshipped Nor deity You can say God or deity Who deserves to be worshipped Except Allah وَأَدَنَاهَا And the lowest of the branches إِمَاتَةُ الْأَذَى عَنِ الطَّرِيقُ Is the removal of something harmful from the road وَالْحَيَاءُ شُعْبَةٌ مِنَ الْإِمَانِ And shyness is from Or shyness is a branch of iman طَيْرْ نَسْتَفِيدُ مِنْ هَذَا عِدَّةَ فَوَائِدْ There are many benefits we can discover Or we can Highlight here. There are many benefits here that we can benefit from. Al ula benefit number one. Might be about to die again. First benefit of tonight. Benefit number one. Al imanu. Bid'un wa sab'un shu'ba. Benefit number one. Belief in Islam. Belief in Islam consists of 70 
branches. Belief in Islam consists of 70 branches. Consists of 70 branches. Athania, benefit number two. Aala Dajatil Iman Kaudula Ilahilallah. Aala Dajatil Iman Kaudula Ilahilallah. Benefit number two. The highest branch of Iman. The highest branch of Iman. is the statement there is no God or deity who deserves to be worshipped except Allah. Our sister says belief in Islam consists of 70 branches. Naam, that's the first benefit. Second benefit the highest of these levels. There are 70 levels, 70 branches. The highest level is to say, La ilaha illallah. There's no God nor deity that has the right to be worshipped except Allah. Athalitha, benefit number three. Adanaha. The lowest of these branches, the lowest of these branches is to remove something harmful from the rope. Is to remove something harmful from the rope. Last benefit, fourth benefit, fourth benefit, al hayau min al iman, al hayau min al iman. Benefit number four. We have four benefits. What's benefit number one? Iryan. Benefit number one. Believing um, Islam consists of seventeen. Mashallah. Is uh, Iman consists of 70 branches. Our Shaykha. Benefit number two. The highest branch of Iman. La ilaha illallah. Masi number three. The lowest of the branches of Iman is to remove something harmful from the rope. Ahmed number four. Al Hayaw min al Iman. Shyness is from Iman. فَإِذَا الْمَرْأَةُ مَثَلًا عِنْدَهَا الْحَيَاءُ لَا نَتَكَلَّمُ عَنْهَا أَبَدًا لِمَاذَا هَذِهِ صِفَةٌ مُبَارَكَةٌ مِنَ الْإِمَانِ There's a woman, and we hope, may Allah make our wives and our women and our daughters and our sisters shy. Nowadays, the women, they love shyness, ya ikhwan. TikTok doesn't teach shyness, and Instagram doesn't teach, oh, doesn't teach shyness, and Facebook doesn't teach shyness. The more you own these apps, the more shyness is going to leave us. 
حتى انا انا اضحك احيانا على انستغرام وعلى كذا وعلى كذا لكن اضيع نفسي اذا لا اعلم شخصا ولا ابيع شيئا انا اضيع نفسي والله اعوذ بالله even myself I find time to waste may Allah forgive us and I'm laughing at this on this app and this app even my own self and the more you're on there the more you're wasting yourself the more time you spend on these apps if I'm not teaching something I'm not sharing a benefit if I'm not selling something I don't have too much to sell yet then I'm wasting my time wasting our time yeah man can you have who used to say this yeah يبن آدم أنت أيام إذا ذهب يومك ذهب بعدك. Who used to say this? Oh, children of Adam, you are days, and when your day leaves, some of you leaves. When the day departs, now is Isha. Our day just left. It's tomorrow almost. Now we lost some of ourselves. إذا ذهب يومك ذهب بعدك. When your day departs, some of you just left. Who used to say that? Hassan al Basri. Hassan al Basri. And I believe a Shafi used to say it also. Hassan al Basri. Who was the originator? I believe Hassan al Basri. When your day goes, some of you go. A part of you leaves. That's true, yeah. Part of you left. How many hours do we have in a day? 24. Can we increase that if we wish? Can we make Can we make our days 30 hours? 40 hours? 50 hours? The answer is no. And then Akam, how many hours do we have? 24. 24 hours. The best of us, may Allah make us from the best. The best of the people of today is going to sleep how many hours? Eight hours. Aqallu shay thamaniya. At least we're going to sleep eight hours. Bayna thamaniya wa ashara. Between eight and ten. Some people that idna ta ashara. Some people are going to sleep twelve hours. Thirteen. At least the most alert of the people is going to sleep eight between ten and eight. Between eight and ten. Qala <coughs> Some doctors, not Muslim doctors, some doctors they say that's a need. Your brain needs at least eight hours. They teach that. Our religion says, We say, the Muslims, if we sleep between eight and ten hours every day, we're going to be lazy. I guarantee you. The more you sleep, the more you sleep. The more you sleep. The more you sleep, the more lazy you're going to become. The more you eat. There are three things that people of the past used to say. And we have our sisters here, so it's hard to say the last part. Maybe we won't translate that part. Inshallah ta'ala. But our shikha, she knows the Arabic. Fun. They would say there are three things that harden the heart. Three things that harden the hearts. Katharatul kalam, speaking a lot. Wa katharatu al-nawm, and sleeping a lot. Wa katharatu al-jima'ah, and 
When the man and the women, they are wrestling when the kids go to sleep. Three things, a lot of sleep, a lot of speech, and that time that the husband and wife spends when the children are asleep. These things make the heart hard. For example, eating a lot, as some of them say, also eating a lot too. Eating a lot makes your belly big. When you have a big belly, you ever seen someone with a big belly? It could be a man or a woman. I'm not talking about a person. I don't want no one to say, hey, now you're talking about chubby people. I'm not talking about no one therein. And that's a I'm talking about a shape, a depiction. I'm not talking about Ali and Muhammad and Fatima. No, I don't have the right to do that. We're Muslims. <coughs> We're not talking about no one. If I mention, uh, if I'm talking about we're in class here, Juan. If I'm talking about someone, I'm gonna stop. Yeah. Oh, that's our Sheikh Muhammad in Yemen. If somebody, keep it up. The brothers on the line. I see. If mad, I think they hung up. Is it this one? No, it's okay. That's the. Uh, that. If somebody, if we're going to talk about someone who they're not present, who has more right to take our good deeds? Parents. Our parents. So I'm not talking about no one. I try not to talk about no one. I try my best. May Allah make me better. If I'm going to talk about someone that's not here, I have a mother. I'm going to backbite my mother. When all the billah, I pray I don't backbite my mother. If I'm going to backbite somebody, it's going to be my abbey. So Yom Qiyamah, they get my good deeds. Nobody has more right to our good deeds except our parents. So I'm not talking about a person. I'm talking about a shape. Sometimes you see a man and he looks like he's... Uh, it looks like under his stove he has a basketball. He has a big belly. Some of our women are the same. They have an excuse. They have babies. Alhamdulillah. No problem. I'm not talking about no one. If you're chubby, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about a shape. You see this chubby man, the chubby woman, as soon as they sit down, what do they usually do? As soon as they sit, <laughs> they go to sleep. He sits down, hey, this is a nice class, yeah, hey. His belly, it happens to most of us. Makes you lazy. The more you eat, we had a nice meal in Atlanta, Went to a nice restaurant, mashallah. I never ate that much in a long time. As soon as you're eating and eating, you say, oh yeah, Juan, I tell you that noom. I gotta go to sleep now. That's natural. It's called the itis. The itis. In Ramadan, we eat so much in Ramadan. It'd be <coughs> nice to eat like that after tarweeh, be better. As soon as you eat, oh, it's time to go to sleep. The sister make them nice meals in Ramadan for the iftar. She eats a little bit. Oh, where's Umi go? Umi is asleep, yeah. She's knocked out. She ate so much food. That's natural. So our religion, the more you eat, the more you sleep. Now the more you eat, the more you sleep. The more you eat makes you lazy. Also, speaking a lot, talking a lot. Where is you out? You ever see somebody who just keep talking and talking and talking and talking? He talks so much. He talks so much. As soon as we see him coming, everybody leaves. 
we run away. Talking a lot, where is you out in the ikhwan? So these are just a few things that make us lazy. Let's continue. Benefit number four. Al-Iman. Shyness is from Iman. So you see a woman that has shyness. Don't talk about her. No, that's a good thing. Although today, most of our women, they lost their shyness. Nowadays, a woman is not going to have shyness. May Allah help us all, ikhwan. Likewise, a man. He has shyness. Al-hayaw min al-deen. Al-hayaw min al-iman. Shyness is from Islam. Shyness is from Mada belief. Ta'ib. Qala bismillahir rahmanir raheem. Benefit number five. Benefit number five. Al-imanu billahi yatadamanu arba'at al-amur. La'alana ta'allamna hadha qabru. I think we did this one before. Belief in Allah consists of four things. We learned that one already, huh? We did that. Ta'ib. Benefit of Allah. Our new sisters here tonight. We'll speak about some belief, inshallah. Tonight's class is belief. Also for our new sister, our sisters have a class. What day is our sister's class here, Quran? Friday nights. Saturday or Friday? Yeah, they have a sister's class that they teach their own. Friday. Our sisters have to get together. I don't know what they're studying, but something beneficial, inshallah. Every Friday night, I don't know the time, perhaps after Maghrib. After Asr. Maghrib. Every Friday, the sisters are there on their own, and they have some classes, a lot of activities. I forget the name of it. What's it called, Yaqwan? They got a nice title for it. Salam Sisters. Nice. Maybe that's because they give salams when they see each other. Maybe that's because salam means peace. So they are peaceful sisters. We hope they are peaceful sisters, Yaqwan. Or maybe it's because the masjid is masjid salam. It could be all three. So they, these sisters get together in the Masjid Salam, so they call the Salam sisters. Or when they see each other, they say, Salam alaikum, girl, walaikum salam. How you been? I'm been now. So they start off with Salam, so they call Salam sisters. Or they're peaceful women, so they welcome each other. So they call the sisters of Salam, Salam sisters. So if you're free Friday nights, you can come to that also. And if you want to come to our classes, you can come to our classes also. May Allah bless you. Belief in Allah consists of four components. Al-awwal, benefit number one. Or component number one. Al-imanu bi wujudillah. To believe in the existence of Allah. And the manakul Allah, ma'ana Allah, al-ilahu al-haq. For our new sister, our future sister, inshaAllah, when we say the word Allah, in Arabic, that means the true God, meaning the God that deserves to be worshipped. Why do we say the true God? Ariane? Our sense. Because there are other gods. How can there be other gods here, Juan? Who can explain? They're made up. They're made up. Our first new word of Arabic tonight. Our first word of Arabic. You sisters, you brothers, you children, write this word down. Al-ilah. Al-ilah. A-L. Dash. I-L. A-A-H. Al-ilah. In Arabic, Alif, Lam. 
ألف لامها الإله What does the word إله mean? You're going to write الإله هو الذي يعبد أي شيء عبد أي شيء عبد I want you to write the word God when you translate it إله means God in English إله in Arabic the translation is God or you can write deity God or deity what does it mean when you say God? It means anything that is worshipped. In English, you can call that thing a God. Anything that is worshipped. The one that has a lot of wealth and he loves money. His whole life, his whole life, from beginning to end, he wakes up in the morning, money is on his mind. The middle of the day, money. Afternoon, money. Nighttime, money. Before he go to sleep, money. He wakes up in the middle of his sleep, money. He wakes up in the morning, money. His whole life is money. This one, ilahuhu al-man. His God is money. He lives his life, money, 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 money. For example, anything that is worshipped, is you can call in Arabic, ilah. In English, a God. Anything that is worshipped is an ilah, God. So when we say God, there are different types of God. This word ilah can be divided into two types. The word God can be broken down into two parts, two types. الإله الباطل Number one The false God الإله الباطل The false God Number two الإله الحق The true God The word God We can break down into two parts الإله الباطل The false God والإله الحق And the true God الإله الباطل هو الإله الذي لا يستحق العبادة الذي لا يستحق العبادة The false God Who is the false God? The false God is the God that does not deserve to be worshipped Anything that is worshipped mercy Whatever it is A man, a woman Some men, we worship women You brothers, mercy was mercy's quality? What's Massey looking for? He wants the pretty woman. That's okay. That's allowed. You just have to be careful with the pretty one. <laughs> I tell my own son, hey, he likes the pretty girl. He goes, oh, Abby, who's that one? He say, yeah, it's a kila. Fear Allah, firstly. Stop looking over there. That's number one. Number two, beware of the pretty, pretty one. The one that's like the sun. The sun. You know the sun in the sky? The sun. Everybody notices the sun. She walks in, oh, everyone stops talking. She's so pretty. That's, oh, that's Allah. You just have to be careful of that. What tends to happen is since Allah blessed her with so much beauty, her hair is mashallah, her everything else is mashallah, she walks in, everybody stops talking. You forget your name. That's how beautiful she is. No problem. She didn't do anything wrong. Have them in Rabbiha. That's from her Lord. That's from her Lord. Tayyip. What tends to happen, she's so beautiful, the next thing you know, everything she says, you're just mesmerized. 
It's time to go pray. She says, hey, where you going? I'm about to go to the masjid. Just pray here with us. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to you never say no to the pretty one. She's so pretty. <coughs> Where are you about to go? I got to go to work. Just take the day off. Okay. Assalamualaikum. Hey, I can't come in today. Why not? My wife said it. You, you see those <laughs> You see the brother always in the masjid? Allah blessed him with that beautiful girl. What happened to the brother? He got married. Okay. Why doesn't he come around no more? He married the girl. Oh, we know why he don't come around no more. She doesn't, she doesn't allow him. Same thing with the women. Some of the women worship their husbands. He has a nice car, a lot of money. Oh, she's not going to say no to the millionaire, that six-figure brother, six-figure brother. It's impossible. You're not going to do that. At any rate, so you just got to be careful there. Wow. You don't love anyone or anything more than you love Allah. Al-Hubbu Aqsam. Benefit number six. And of the class. Not point number, not best. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Ta'ib. Al-Amru Thani min iman billah. Point number two from the belief of Allah. Point number two from the belief of Allah. What's point number one? Accent. Believing in the existence of Allah. You have to believe that Allah is a reality. The true deity is real. It's not metaphorical. It's not a khiyali. It's not a figment of someone's imagination. We believe Allah exists. He exists. God exists. Can we see him? La abadan. When are we going to see Allah? Those who see Allah, when do they see him? In this life, we don't believe that the creator is seen. No one has seen the Creator, and they will not see the Creator. You see Him in the in the in the hereafter, on the day of resurrection. al Amr al-Thani. Point number two from the belief in Allah. Point number two from the belief of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Al-Imanu bi-rububiyyatihi. To believe in His rububiyyah. His Lordship. To believe in Allah's Lordship. The lowest branch is to remove something harmful from the road. Correct. May Allah bless you. What does it mean, Iman, in Allah's Rububiyya, in Allah's Lordship? What does this mean? We hear this word a lot. Rububiyya, Rububiyya, Rububiyya. What does it mean? Lordship, Lordship. Ahmed. Allah is the Lord. Now, what does that mean? Allah is the Lord. It's a fancy word in English. What does it mean? Allah has created everything. Accent. Have that We're going to give you two meanings here. Wahid shamulun wathani khasun. One of them is a general meaning, and the other one is more specific. We're going to give you two meanings here. What does it mean, Lordship of Allah? The general meaning we're going to say, Al-Imanu bi-af'alillah. Al-Imanu bi-af'alillah. We're going to say, to believe in the actions of Allah. To believe in the actions of Allah. 
اي لا يفعل افعال الله احد من الناس كما يفعله الله meaning no one does the actions of Allah the way Allah does them Allah is unique in his actions Allah is unique in his actions to single out Allah in his actions that would have been a better definition Allah ta'ala bi'af'ala to single out Allah in his actions what does this mean? no one can do what Allah does the way Allah does it even if the word is shared. What does that mean? Even if the word is shared. This cat can see. This cat can see. And mankind can see. And Allah can see. Same word. The cat can see, mankind can see, and Allah the Creator can see. Allah The same way the cat can't see the way mankind can see, and mankind can't see the way the cat can see, none of creation can see the way the Creator sees. It's just the same word. In the Quran, Allah mentions, Yubasiru, Allah Ta'ala, He sees. And mankind can see. But the word is the same, only the word. When it comes to Allah seeing, Allah Ta'ala, Basaruhu, Kamayaliku Bijalala, Allah's sight, Allah's vision is in a manner that befits His Majesty. As for the vision of mankind, Huwa Munhasirun, is limited, is restricted. Either in the shape Yadi, if I have something in my hand and I close my hand, can you see what's in my hand? I'm hiding it from you. You can't see it. If I say, how much money is in my hand? You can't see my hand. It's behind my back. I say to our sisters, if I say, what's behind my back? You can't see that. I'm hiding it from you. But Allah's vision is in a manner that befits His Majesty. The vision of mankind is limited, is restricted. So the general definition is of Rububiyyah, to single out Allah in Allah's actions. What does that mean? No one can do what Allah can do, the way Allah does it. Somebody may say, I create it, and Allah creates. Same word. But the way you created this thing is not like Allah creates. Allah ja'ala shay'an min al-ma'doom. He brought something from nothingness into existence. You can't do that. What we do in reality is ta'wilu shay'i la shay'. We take something from one form and make it another form. We chopped down a tree and made a desk. The tree was there. So I just took the tree and I changed the creation of the tree, the figure of the tree, and I made a desk. We took this table, this thing is still. Hadidan, perhaps it's still. We took the still, changed the image, and now we have a table. Same thing. These pages are from the tree, from the leaves. We took the leaves, changed the image, changed the form, and now we have pages. 
The second meaning is specific. The second meaning is specific. You're going to write. Ifradu Allahi Ta'ala fi thalathati asha. Ifradu Allahi Ta'ala fi thalathati asha. The more detailed definition, a little more tricky, is to single out Allah in three things. To single out Allah in three things. Fil khalq wal mulk wa tadbir. Fil khalq wal mulk wa tadbir. Number one, in creation. Number two, in dominion, al-mulk. And number three, in arranging of affairs. So the second definition you're going to write, to single out Allah in three things. Creation, no one creates like Allah. He's alone in creation. Al-mulk, dominion, nobody possesses what Allah possesses. Allah possesses everything. The heavens and the earth and what's between the heavens and the earth. And number three, tadbir, arranging of the affairs. إِذَا نُرِيدُهُ مَثَلًا أَنْ يَنْهَمِرُ الْمَطَرِ يَنْهَمِرُ الْمَطَرِ مِنْ إِرَادَتِنَا If we want it to rain, it's not going to rain because we want it to rain. No. هَذَا مِنْ تَدْبِيرِ That's from the arranging of Allah. Allah is in control of that. That's why it's wrong to say the weather makes it rain or the clouds made it rain. That's incorrect. Had them in Allah. Allah is the one who makes it rain. The rain can come from the clouds, but the origin of the rain is from Allah. Min tadbirillah. From the, the arranging of affairs of Allah. Two meanings of rububiyyah. Who can repeat one of them? Muhammad? That you sing out Allah regarding Allah's actions. Whatever Allah can do, he does it, and there's no one else who does whatever it is the way Allah does it. Allah is alone. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's unique. Someone may kill someone and say, hey, I killed him. I'm Allah. No. Not like that. Not like that. Allah Ta'ala, you mean to what He causes or brings death, and He also brings life. Second definition, Ahmed. Single out Allah in creation, dominion, and arranging affairs. Accent. To single out Allah in three things. Creation, dominion, and arranging of the affairs. Perhaps somebody's going to say, hey, I want to be a woman. You can't control that. That's between Allah. He may say, hey, I was on TikTok. I was on Instagram. I can go to Brazil. I can go to America. I can do this, and I can go into an operating room, and I can come out. Of, I can, <laughs> and I can come out a woman. You're still a man. Guess what? You're still a man, Yahi. I paid my two thousand dollars. You're still a man. I no longer have. <laughs> Guess what? You're still a man. I changed my name. You're still a man. It doesn't matter. Some people go to the operating room. And out of all the body parts to chop off, Darian, they chop off the one that makes you a man. You're still a man. Can you reverse? Is that a pro can, do they have a pro process that can reverse that? Suppose the man, <coughs> 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 say 
something in his heart. Ubutulia, he's tested. He's a man. For whatever reason, he doesn't want to be a man no more. Something in his heart. Allah Ta'ala May Allah cure that person of that test. That's a test here. You created a man, you want to be a woman. You created a woman, you want to be a man. That's something in their heart. So we ask Allah Ta'ala guides them and all of us. So he no longer wants to be a man. He goes to a hospital, gets the procedure done. He goes in there as Michael. He comes back, Michelle. <laughs> he goes in there, Eric. Comes out of there, Erica. Erica. He lives some part of his life like Erica. Thumma tamurru al ayam. Some days pass by. Who will I read on Takuna Araka? So he no longer wants to be Araka. So Ali Lakum, my question to you guys. Had two jadu amaliya to nyumkinu hum and you rayyuru mada akhadu minhu? Hatayakunu Eric Minjadi. My question is. The operation that they did and took off his private area, and he lives as Erica. A day comes, he wants to go back to being Eric. He wants to go back. Is there a process where they can return what they cut off? You know, they have a high suicide rate because, like, they make a bad decision when they're younger. Mm. Whenever they grow up and grow out of it, like, they're depressed at the end of his killing themselves. So they can't go yeah, back. I can imagine. Yeah, Juan. He goes to use the bathroom, he pulls down his pants. Is there anything? <laughs> Is it where, where did it go? You took it off. May Allah help us all, Yaquan. May Allah help us. May Allah help us, Yaquan. <coughs> Why not cut an arm or something else? Why cut your. May Allah help us. May Allah help us all, Yaquan. And that's why we have to teach our children, especially. In America, it's against the law to talk about Allah and Islam. And Jesus and Moses and in, in, in public schools. That's against the, 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 the Qanun. But someone can come to these little girls and say, Hey, Khadija, you no longer want to be Khadija, you can become Bruce. That's allowed. I can't talk about prayer. I can't talk about Muhammad. I can't talk about Jesus. I can't talk about Moses. That's haram in your school system. But someone can come in front of my door and say, Hey, you don't want to be a girl? It's okay. You can be a man. That's allowed? No. That should not be allowed. But they're trying to get the people away from religion. Years ago, they made the most wisest phrase in America. When they separated, they had church and state. They made them two different things. So in a public school system, you can't talk about church. You can't talk about the mosque. You can't talk about church. They separated it. For them, that was beautiful. They separated them, for example. So now we're in, the, we're in the school, I can't say, hey, I'm trying to be like Jesus. I try to live my life like Jesus. They say, you can't talk like that in here. It's a public school. I'm trying to live my life like Moses. I'm trying to live my life like Abraham. I'm trying my best. You can't talk like that here. It's a public institute. And that's why we have to build our own schools here, Juan. We can't put our Muslim schools in public school systems and then get offended when they get affected. 
by happy birthday and Thanksgiving and Christmas. <coughs> no, a lot of the parents, we take the blame. We have a lot of the sin. Because we put them in the likes of this school. That's like pouring salt or ketchup on the baby and throwing them in the lion's cage. And say, How will you and Latukel? Try your best not to get eaten up. No, you put ketchup on him, barbecue sauce, salt, and throw him in the cage. Of course, that lion is going to devour him. We send our kids to non Muslim schools and say, Hey, don't go to music class. We say, Hey, don't go to Thanksgiving parties. Don't go to the prom. Of course, he wants to go to the prom. All his friends are going to prom. And he's the only little Muslim kid sad. What's wrong, Ya Abdullah? I want to go to prom. Why? Because all my friends are going to prom. He don't even want to go to go just because all his friends are going. And then we take our Muslim kids to the store, buy them a tuxedo, and then send them to the prom with all the music and sometimes the drinks and the women and the this, and we get offended. No, we have more sin on, on us, the parents. For example, if I can't send my son to a Muslim school, I'm going to try my best to homeschool him, for example. And if I can't take him out of the public school, I'm going to try my best to teach every Islam that I know, all Islam that I know, so he won't be affected. But he's going to be affected. The environment plays a role. The environment. If all of you were asleep right now, and someone walks in and sees everyone sleep, he's most likely going to do what? He's going to pray soon and go to sleep. You walk in someone's home and everyone is watching TV. Even if you don't like the show, most likely you're going to be like, okay, and watch the show. The environment plays a role. We all go outside right now and shoot hoops. I don't even want to shoot hoops, but I'm going to shoot hoops because everybody is shooting hoops. The environment plays a role. You walk in the masjid, everybody's reciting Quran. You wanted to take a nap, I guarantee you recite some Quran. The environment plays a role. So we have to do better, Yaqwan. We should have more Islamic schools. How many schools do we have here in the city? One. Just one school. Oh. We have to repent to Allah. One school? How many masajid? Over 10 masajid in, in this city. Salam, Hura, Anas, Khair, KCAC. What's that long name I always jack up? ISGSKC. Five. Taqwa, six. Huh? I think I mentioned Huda. Six. Omar, seven. Bilal, eight. ICK, nine. I mentioned Anas. I think I mentioned them. Nine. That's it? Northland, ten. And there's some more in Kansas. There's more than that. Ten masajid. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah. One school, not the weekend schools, a full school, a complete school. We have many weekend schools. A full school. Only one in the whole city? No. You guys are playing. One school only. All these Muslims in the city, shame on us. Ten masajid and one school. What's stopping us? Our own selves. 
الحكومة الأمريكية لا تمنعوننا أبدا The American government is not stopping us They didn't say Muslims You can only have one school in your city No America doesn't bother us with that Alhamdulillah The issue is us There's nothing stopping us We should have way more than one masjid One school One school only So most of the Muslim kids Where do they go? Public schools Public schools so our kids most likely go to weekend programs, alhamdulillah. That's not enough. Our sis have their school on Friday nights, alhamdulillah. That's not enough. We have class at our masjid six days a week. That's not enough. That's not enough. We have to increase, increase, <coughs> increase. If it's like that for the men and women, what about the children? So they go to public schools. They don't hear Allah in the public school. They don't hear Nabi. They don't hear Jesus. They don't hear Moses. They don't hear Abraham. So they probably don't pray in school all day. So all day, 10 hours a day, our kids are listening to whatever they listen to. And we only teach them on the weekends, in the summer, Friday nights. We don't bring our kids to class, most of the, most of the masajid. So where's our kids learning outside of the weekend? No, they're learning from the non-Muslim schools. So we have to do more, myself included, firstly, with our kids there. Some people may say, Muslim schools cost money. That's true. Sometimes their prices are ridiculous. One child, 500 a month. Yeah, he. How am I paying $500 a month in America? How? And most Muslims, like my mom say, one thing about y'all Muslims, antum to salon, what tuli doon. She said, you guys, y'all pray. You Muslims make salah. She says, and y'all have children. She said, I, I never seen no Muslims except they have babies. And they make salah. That's true. The Muslims, we love children, alhamdulillah, that's a blessing. The more children you have, the more people to make dua for your grave. You make the Ummah of Muhammad bigger, alhamdulillah. More opportunity to get memorizers of the Quran, memorizers of the Hadith of Messenger, alayhi salatu salam. So we love children, alhamdulillah. The Messenger of Allah mentions in authentic Hadith, uh, the meaning of the Hadith, marry the women that can have a lot of children. Authentic hadith. Ankihu al Mouluda or Moulida. Marry those women that can have a lot of children. For example, there are some women in Islam are preferred to marry. The righteous woman, the knowledgeable woman, the woman that has never been with a man before, the woman that can have a lot of children, the loving woman. Not a mean woman. You shouldn't try to marry somebody mean. You marry somebody that's loving, caring, kind. There are many women that's preferred in Islam. Don't marry the woman that reminds you of the good that she does. You stay away from that woman. Don't marry the woman that her heart is connected to the previous man. Why is it recommended to marry a woman that was never married before? What's the main benefit? Be the first one. Some of the men, they say exactly what Muhammad says, to be the first man with her. I mean like, you're the first man that she has. Yeah, exactly. It's not, a, it's not a desire benefit. As a man, naturally, a rajul, huwa yasma' annaha ma waqa'at ma'ashaqs, huwa yuridu dhalik. Lakin hadhali anhu rajul. It's not like this. Most men only think about one thing. She's never been physical with a man before, Oh, I want to marry that girl. That's the average man. It's greater than that. 
It's because her heart is not connected to no other person. You're the first, like Muhammad says, you're the first one that her heart. She's never talked with a man before. She's never had any interaction, any love with a man before, except you. You are her knight in shining armor. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. He gets down and do one push-up. <gasps> one. Oh, my, Allahu Akbar. That's the, I never saw a man do one push-up before. Alhamdulillah. He is her knight in shining armor. Armor. Whatever he does, it's the best to her. There's nobody to compare her to. To compare him to. Play it. So it's, it's an issue that's more than just desires. But her heart. كم من النساء متزوجات لكن قلبهن يتعلق بالسابق. هذا كثير. How many of the women of today? They're married, but their heart is really with the previous guy, the previous husband. She's married to you, but by default. You know default? You go to the store, hey, let me get two Mountain Dews and some fries. They say, we don't got no fries. We'll give you onion rings. Okay, that's default. He didn't really want the onion rings, but they didn't have what he wanted. So she's with you, but not really. She really wants to be with the other guy. Like most of our wives, who are they really married to? Who knows how much money we got tonight? Who can answer? Ten dollars. Whoever can answer. Most of the women of today. Oh, we can say the men of today too. We make it more honorable. Most of the couples of today, they're not really married to the spouse. Who are they married to? Let's give everyone answer. See who get the best answer. Most of the husbands, he's not married to her. Most of the wives, she's not married to him. They're married to someone else. They're in. The feeling of being with someone, good answer. Massey. Marriage is supposed to Hey, hey, girl. Hey, oh. Mashallah, shukran. Whatever you was doing, go back to it. Ahmed. Can you like, say the question one more time? Most of the husbands are not married to the woman. Most of the women are not married to the husband. Who are they married to? Our sister. I have a question. Huh? Uh, it's about relating to women and uh, Surah uh, An-Nisa. An-Nisa. Wait, that's the and main. Slapped her saying, You ask Allah's messenger which he does not possess. 
Make that by a law. We do not ask the law's messenger for anything for he does not possess. They would lose to him from a month or 29 days. This is a verse that reveals and prophesied such a wife for a mighty reward. No. I, uh, I forgot there was something else I read about. I, uh, Aisha went out one night following Muhammad and wants uh, to, uh, she followed him quietly, like secretly, and when he went back, he slapped her on her arm. The last narration there, I don't know if that's authentic or not. The last one. Yeah, but Imam Muslim has the, one of the most authentic collections of hadith, mm -hmm. but not every hadith there is authentic. Um, the last one there, it says the Muhammad slapped Aisha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's authentic or no, but we could check, inshallah. Uh, at any rate, the last part of your question is probably the easiest part to ask. When Abu Bakr and Umar when they slap the women in those narrations there, they are the fathers of those women. In those narrations, the Messenger of Allah was married to their daughters. So the women there that it mentions Abu Bakr stood up and then he slapped Aisha. Aisha in this narration is uh, the daughter of Abu Bakr. So Abu Bakr is the father. The Messenger of Allah is married to Abu Bakr's daughter. The Messenger of Allah is also married to Umar, his daughter. So it mentions, I believe before that, Omar got up and he slapped Hafsa. No. Here, Omar is the father of Hafsa. My daughter Naima, she's married. She has any issue, her husband can come to me. I found the, so, I did find the hadith on it, and it's narrated by Muhammad ibn Raisa, Aisha, may Allah peace be with her, stated that the Prophet's blessings and peace be of of Allah be upon him, gave her a painful settlement test, and he said, do you think that Allah and his messenger would be unjust to you? As far as I know, the Prophet's blessings and peace be upon him never raised his hand against anyone to hit. So can you, so no. could you explain that to me? Yeah, that's the point I was getting to there. That last part of that narration, that's what I, 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 I have learned. The Messenger of Allah never himself raised his hand to any woman. So that narration of Muslim, many scholars critique that. They argue that. At any rate, when Abu Bakr did that, he's chastising his daughter. So he's the father of the daughter. Okay. When Omar did that, the wife of the Messenger of Allah, one of his wives, is the daughter of Omar. So Omar comes in to chastise the messenger of, the, of Allah's wife, which is his own daughter. So there, but it doesn't mean here, now in that narration, they were reprimanding them for being disobedient to the messenger of Allah. Although they are their daughters. That's Omar chastising his own daughter. If my daughter comes, her husband comes and say, your daughter is being disobedient to me. And I slap my daughter in her hand. That's my, me, the, the father. Chastising my daughter. That's similar to that narration here. It doesn't mean, going back to the, the, the ayat you mentioned, when you chastise a woman, your wife, you don't have the right as a Muslim, man, husband, or otherwise, to physically harm anyone. That's a sin in Islam. You don't have your right, the right to put your hands on anyone unjustly. Even if it's your wife. You don't have that right. If you put your hand on a wife, the narration mentions that it's like if you took a miswak. Shall I, you know miswak? A miswak is like a, it's a tree branch that you use as a toothbrush. It's called the miswak. Like the brother has one here. If you take the miswak in Islam, like that. So you, this part here is like a bristle. So you cleanse your teeth with it, like a toothbrush. The scholars, they mention if you were to take a miswak and hit your wife on the hand like that. 
So it's not uh, a narration or it's not a, a statement that the people, um, they misunderstand. It doesn't mean here that you're hitting to harm or delights. Like boycotting a wife. Say your wife, she didn't pray. And I want to show the importance of making salah. So I say to her, I'm not talking to you until you pray. She goes the whole day and doesn't pray. I don't talk to her the whole day. So you're boycotting her to show her the importance of what you, you're not doing, for example. So you take your miswak and you strike your wife on the hand with that. That's the, the extent of that, that verse there. The beginning of the verse just shows It shows that the man and the woman They have tremendous responsibility in the sight of Allah The wife and the husband But the husband is responsible Meaning he's questioned by her actions For example So when you guys get married The woman is not going to be asked about your actions Ever She's under you It's upon you to give her food It's upon you to give her drink It's upon you to give her somewhere to live Shelter, and it's upon you to give her clothing. It's not on the woman to ever spend on you. If she spends on you, may Allah reward her. She buys, I think my wife wore me this garment before. She buys you something, that's from her. Alhamdulillah, that's a good deed on her scale. But she never has to buy you anything, ever. The Muslim, and the, the, the religion of Islam is so humble. The woman, all she has to be is a woman. Make her salah, listen to you. Fear Allah, fast in Ramadan, give her zakat, if she has zakat to give, and she will go into any of the gates of the Jannah that she wishes. It's not like that for the man. In Islam, the woman has a tremendous responsibility. All she has to do is make her salah. If her husband asks her to do something good, she does what he asks. She makes her, she fasts in Ramadan. If she has hajj, she makes her pilgrimage to hajj, and she gives her zakat, the Messenger of Allah says, she will enter to any of the gates of the Jannah that she wishes. The meaning of the hadith. Allah It's not like that for the man. The man, as the verse mentions, he spins for, over the woman. The reason the woman obeys him is because of what he does for her. He gives her food. If the man can give his wife food and doesn't give her food, he's committing a sin. If the man can give his wife clothing and doesn't give her clothing, he's committing a sin. If the man can put his wife in a house, or an apartment, or a room, or a car, or a mobile home, or wherever to shelter her, and he doesn't, who will ask him, he is sinful. It's not like that for the man, for the woman. All she has to do is be a woman. That's it. The man's responsibility is more. At any rate, if the man is married to a woman, and she dies, and he's pleased with her, and she dies as a Muslim, she will go to the Jannah. If he's not pleased with her, religiously, now she's going to be questioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and she can get punished. So the status of the woman and the man is little less. The man has a degree over the woman because he's over her. He spins on her. He gives her drink. He gives her food. He gives her shelter. He has to maintain her. Not her phone bill. Not her car note. Not her all the other stuff. The things that make her alive. He has to give her food, drink, clothing, and shelter. That's the commandment. Everything else is extra. You pay your wives, phone bills. It's not only you to do that. 
Some women think, whatever I want, you have to give me. No, that's not correct. That's a misconception. Some, especially the pretty ones, you gotta be careful earlier. Be careful with that one. She said, hey, I want a new iPhone. I just got you the last 17. Now the 18 is out. You didn't even use that one up. Yeah, I know. I want the new one. Allah says, she may give you some Quran. Allah says in the Quran, the men are the maintainers, providers of the women. I want a new phone. You see, yes, that's not the meaning of the verse. It doesn't mean whatever you want. But if you can give it, get it. I say, get your wives, whatever you can get them. Make them happy. The Christians, they have a phrase. And they say, happy wife, happy life. We don't agree with that phrase all the way. But, mashallah, not bad. The Muslims, they say, أَحْسُنُ مَتَاعِ الدُّنْيَا الْمَرَةُ صَالِحَةً The best, uh, the best affair of this dunya is a righteous wife. If you're blessed with a righteous wife, there's nothing else greater than that, of this worldly life. She can remind you of Allah, the Jannah, the Hellfire, the punishments of, the, of our Lord. She can remind you of the Salah. She can remind you of Allah's watching you when you make error. Allah's listening to you when you speak in, with evil speech. She reminds you of Allah. This is one of the best things of the dunya to have, a righteous wife. That's what I would say going back to your point here. It doesn't mean a strike when you see the word in English. In our religion, words have meanings. It doesn't mean a strike like a physical strike. That example was the father reprimanding his daughter. Omar was the father of Hafsa. Abu Bakr is the father of Aisha. Both of them were the wives of the Messenger. The Prophet of Allah was married to Omar's daughter and Abu Bakr's daughter. No, Wallah alam. I do have one more question. What if a woman does everything that she's supposed to do within the eyes of Allah, but the husband is still not pleased with her? Maybe he uh, maybe he has something issue in his heart. Some people are just unpleasable. Yeah, it's like if it's, it's not her fault. La, 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 la. Some people are unpleasable. The Messenger of Allah Islam, Hadith Anas, collected by Bukhari Muslim, he mentions, Bani Adam The Prophet mentions, if the child or the children of Adam had two valleys of gold, they would not be pleased except that they were given another valley. Some people are just not satisfied from the women and from the men. She has a nice car, it gets her from A to B, beautiful, it's not a ran down car, it's not like our car, a soccer mom car, alhamdulillah, I say alhamdulillah, this car gets you from A to B, it's like a Benz to me. She says, I want a new car, what's wrong with that car? I just want a new one. You get her a new one, now I want another car, what's wrong with that? I just want a new one. Some people are just, un you can't satisfy them. At any rate, the woman does what she's supposed to do in the sight of Allah, obeys her husband, and he's just not pleased. She's not wrong there. Some people are just not pleasable. If she's doing what she's supposed to do in the sight of Allah, she's obeying the husband to the best of her ability, and he's still not pleased. That's between him and his Lord. You do your part, you'll be obedient, you'll be a devout, righteous woman, and that affairs with his, his Lord in Allah Ta'ala. That's what I was saying. And a lot of the most high knows the best. You guys have anything to add online? If not, we'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Your brothers have anything? Yeah. Uh, trouble. It's what he was talking about earlier. Uh, 
What's the difference between uh, seeing Allah on the Day of Judgment versus when He will reveal Himself to the Muslims in Jannah? And that's the same narration. Like, same point. In the Jannah, those who enter into the Jannah, Allah Ta'ala is going to give them another benefit, another ni'mah, and that's to see the face of the Lord. That's actually in the Jannah, not Yawm Al-Qiyamah. When you say Yawm Al-Qiyamah, after the judgment, after the Sirat, when the people of the Jannah enter into the Jannah, they're going to get a reward. Only the people of the Jannah get to see Allah. Okay. And then another one. Uh, when you're leading Salah, is it obligatory to say the Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim for the second surah? Right, for the second surah, you're going to say the Bismillah at the start of every surah. Da'udhu Billah, you don't have to say that. The Bismillah is in every surah except Surah Tawbah. No. The Bismillah is in every, every surah except Surah Tawbah. So when you start the recitation of every surah, you're going to say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Da'udhu Billah min al-Shaytan al-Rajim is only obligatory. Some scholars say Sunnah. When you first start your reading. No. May Allah bless you. طيب استعطي يا إخوان وسبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت استغفرك وأتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وياكم يا ناس Allah's guidance is perfect and his messenger they would never command or agree to something that is unjust or evil I never dated ever in my life not even for Jews or women like that don't agree